listeners, friends alike. Welcome to Slob Cinemas, a very Carpenter Halloween. Oh, I thought you were going to do a spooky sound. Brains! There you go. Mm. Vroom, vroom. Diabolical cars, motherfuck. Uh, anyway, so this is a very Carpenter Halloween, and we're doing a whole month of Carpenter Horror Classics from the master himself, John Carpenter. Today's second entry in our October fiesta is Christine, adapted by the Stephen King novel. Omar, tell us about this film. She was born in Detroit on an automobile assembly line, but she is no ordinary automobile. Deep within her chassis lives an unholy presence. She is Christine, a red and white 1958 Plymouth Fury whose unique standard equipment includes an evil, indestructible vengeance that will destroy anyone in her way. She seduces a 17-year-old, Arnie Cunningham, (laughs) who becomes consumed with passion for her sleek, rounded, chrome-laden body. This is sounding like a porno. She demands his complete and unquestioned devotion, and when outsiders seek to interfere, they become the victims of Christine's horrifying wrath. This is like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, Softcore porn. I'm sorry to make you laugh, Omar, but when you read Seduces, seduces a 17-year-old pa- passion boy, and I was like, Ugh. Seduces a 17-year-old, I'm like, is this one of those like HBO like teacher, teacher fucks a student stories? Christine. Christine. Hey, don't hit my car too hard, man. Sister Christian, are you looking for Christine? This is a... Um... AJ loved the soundtrack of this movie. I did. We'll get into that. Ah. Uh, I find it. I think that's a typo in the description because the film clearly states that it starts in Detroit, nineteen fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. It's a fifty-eight car, so. Eh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like right now. Oh, like so it's, it's cars yeah, it's, are coming out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. Like it was being made in fifty-seven, released commercially, nineteen fifty-eight. Yeah. So the film starts, we get this nice um, sepia tone uh, image that's supposed to make us believe, you know, oh, this is, this is old-timey, takes place in the past. And uh, we're in an auto assembly line. Like we said, Detroit 1957. We see a bunch of, like, plain cars, tan, whatever, um, but designed. And finally, we spy Christine, cherry red, coming down the line. Yeah, it's quite obvious who the main character of the story is right away due to that cherry red color. And right away it seduces a man in the in the assembly line crew and he goes inside Christine, turns on the radio and goes for a little smoke. And this fucker, he makes the brash mistake of I don't know why he just didn't do it outside of the car, but he just ashes his big-ass stogie right on the seat of Christine. And you know what Christine doesn't like? Getting dirty by fucks she doesn't like. (coughs) So, we cut to the uh, end of shift horn blowing and uh, the radio's blaring Not Fade Away by Buddy Holly and uh, the foreman. Or whomever is like, oh, who's playing that music? Goes and checks out the car. Oh my god. The dude just flops out of the car. Dead. Right away, something's amiss. 
cuts to a Pat Benatar cover of the same song by Buddy Holly, Not Fade Away. Mm, from here, we are now introduced to our high school students. All right, we have Dennis, who is coming to pick up his good friend Arnie, who you could consider as the nerd of the school. And Dennis the jock. Yes, yeah, so he's rolling up loud music, cars loud. Uh, Arnie's mom isn't too happy with what's going on. She, she seems a little uptight when we first meet her. Oh yeah, very. Yeah, and we meet Arnie's taking out the trash and the bag just explodes on right away. So it tells us again, without seeing his giant spectacles, that he is in fact a nerd. There's this little, <laughs> uh, in, uh, not interlude, but little interjection by uh, Arnie's mom. Um, Dennis is playing, for all sense and purposes, pretty tame uh, rock and roll. And uh, she says something along the lines of that it's uh, noise pollution. Yeah. And that she might as well be, he might as well be dumping toxic waste on her driveway. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, like, oh, sorry, it's not Nat King Cole. Like, pfft. yeah, there, she was a hater. She was she was something else, and we'll get there. Yeah, and I, I like I like the way uh, they deal with her in this movie, in the sense of uh, you know, as we continue talking. But I I, I don't know. I, I had a good time just watching how she changes in, in the movie. Mm. Yeah, she gets torn apart. Where at one point she just can't handle herself or anything that's mm-hmm. going on. So much family. change happens, and then. Uh, uh, so we're clearly supposed to believe that somewhere, since their, since their, uh, cliques are so divergent in high school, that Arnie and Dennis maybe grew up together or created a friendship before Dennis was, uh, king of the castle type shit. So Dennis drives him to high school. It's uh, it's uh, the bell rings for lunch. Uh, Dennis is looking for Arnie, and what do you know? There's something going on in shop class. Is this uh? Did the brunette walk past them yet, or that that comes? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. The brunette walk past. She's uh. She's a new student. Our female lead, Lee, uh, is a new student to the school. Uh Um, a friend of uh, Dennis's comes up to him and says, "I want to make sweet love to her," (laughs) and um, starts talking about red china. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to cover up his boner, apparently, and uh, says she's she, she's smart but has the body of a slut. And this girl Lee is literally wearing the most unrevealing costume I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like a two sizes too big sweater, uh, golf shorts down knee, down knee length sword yeah shorts. down past her knees. <laughs> And knee high socks and knee high socks and holding her books in front of her chest. I think that fashion that'll come back in like five years. All the women. Yeah, if mom be. jeans are now. Yeah. The sweater and long shorts look will come back soon. The, the uh, country club look. You know? So that's how we're introduced to Lee, and it's it's obviously <laughs> going to be a plot point because Dennis is like, oh yeah, she's she's good looking, blah blah blah. Then we get to the bullying scene. Let me just say, Dennis, nice guy. Very nice guy. He's trying to. He definitely wasn't the typical um, nerds, like dude from Revenge of the Nerds. Like, he wasn't just a drunk asshole. Mm -hmm. Uh, He clearly was a jock with compassion 
or empathy. Yeah. Especially towards Arnie. Cause he's almost like Arnie's bodyguard, basically. And like you said, it does have that feel that they uh, grew up together and then, you know, they, they're going separate ways. Obviously, it comes in high school or middle school, you start kind of seeing that. Like when you grow up with somebody and then you start liking other things or you get a girlfriend or this and that. But he still cares for him. He's still looking out for him. And- yeah, and I, and and it's a question of whether or not he considers that like an obligation or if he actually is friends with Arnie still. He changes up a little bit too, yeah, as things progress. It's a little bit of a wavery line between the two. But then he he tries to get closer towards the end when he starts getting concerned. But yeah, now the shop class scene, which we established uh, the jerks of the movie. And there's uh, our our main villain, Mm -hmm. antagonist. Uh, Funnily enough, just named Buddy. Hmm. Uh, weird. They should just we- call him Guy. Yeah, or like dude. Jackass. Dude one. Yeah, dude number one. So we come down into shop class. We see Arnie cornered by these three douchebags, and um, they they steal his lunch. Uh, Buddy pulls out a switchblade, highly illegal even today, <laughs> um, and cuts out. Um, Arnie's lunch bag, which apparently holds two pounds of mayonnaise. <laughs> yes. It just like squirted out as soon as he punctured it. Uh... And like that's, I think I saw just the two pounds of mayonnaise and an apple. This is all I saw in the <laughs> lunch bag. I think a sandwich maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sandwich, apple, then mayonnaise maybe a yogurt. banana. Yeah. Okay. So we got a traditional like oh nerd lunch going on here. <laughs> Uh, and Dennis comes down. He's like, "What the fuck you doing, buddy? Leave him alone. Put the knife away." That's not what he sounds like, but I'm just giving him that uh-huh, accent. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's like, "Fuck off, Dennis," or like whatever, and um, make me or whatever. And uh, they get into a little bit of a scuffle. Uh, Buddy's got this one big fat henchman who grabs Dennis by the balls and squeezes him really hard, which is. Mushy. Oh, Moochie, good call. Yeah, that's why I'm looking, seeing. Um, Can't be rich. But weird move. Not a move I've ever seen in real life or ever thought about doing. Um, but I guess if you want to get someone down quick, just squeeze Grab their them. nuts real hard. Um, you just got to do that, man. Arnie gets knocked down. Buddy smashes his glasses. Um haven't you heard with uh, I think Hillary Rodham said, uh, grab him by the cock, or what was it? Didn't she say that one time? <laughs> I can I th- see that. I think yeah. that was our president, Donald Cheeto Face Trump. Oh, he said, what did he say? He said, grab him by the pussy. Ah, that's it. That's it. Grab him by the urethra. He also, he also said he could shoot someone in the middle of Times Square and no one would care. <laughs> now, this is the second week in a row. We have Rhodes and uh, references to urethras and... Us uh, giving a shout out to our president. Maybe we can have him on a show. There's sometime. a lot of. <laughs> I'd love to be in the show. Hey, as long as we have like 50 Big Macs, he'll come. We just got to sit back and then let him. Th- he'll just talk about his favorite yeah, movie. Yeah, he'll just be like, I'm great. This movie's not as great as me. <laughs> oh, Before... it, has, it has to be Home Alone too. Before the podcast I was over, in this movie. It's a masterpiece on level with Orson Welles. It's a great movie. <laughs> what is Trump's favorite movie? We gotta search that. Uh, 
Here, take a guess. No, the his favorite movie is um, oh fuck, what's that D.W. Griffith movie? Uh, where it's like the KKK saves the world. Oh my god. Um, oh fuck me, what's it called? Look up D.W. Griffith, Eddie. Oh, I was like a movie he acted in, which could would obviously be movies. He uh, no, his favorite his favorite movie is the first half of American History X. Ghost can do it from 1989. Oh, that movie is. Ugh. Two weeks notice in 2002 Or Home Alone 2 Which one? All three of them he's playing Donald Trump It's probably going to be Halloween uh, What? Look up D.W. Griffith real quick D.W. Griffith The Birth of a Nation? Yeah, The Birth oh, of a Nation God. You couldn't think of that name? Uh, well, sorry no, that's Eddie That's a fucked up movie That's a fucked up movie And they got dudes in blackface And all sorts of fucked up shit Well it's 1915 Yeah well What else were they gonna do? Well Did you notice That's just what I'm saying Like it's a dude in 2019 His favorite movie's from 1915 Because that's what made America great Did you guys notice on the on the Spotify Some of them on our podcast It says explicit yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. We're <laughs> yeah, still not on cool. iTunes for some fucking reason. That's okay. We'll They're going to we'll probably be less the more Trump uh, the more times we say Trump. Trump's and, Trump's personally listening to our podcast. It's like we said like uh, the algorithm picked up on Trump, American History X, uh Birth, birth <laughs> of a Nation. You know, it's like Trump oh, is like those are my favorite films, <laughs> but still That's a right-wing podcast. Come come Melania, come pee on me. Hmm. He likes that? He likes pee play. Hmm. Alright, so, spills the yogurt, breaks the glasses. Finally, uh, I'm guessing it's the shop class teacher, comes down. He's like, what What the hell's going on here? Oh, nothing, nothing. And Dennis is like, buddy's got a switchblade. But he's like, no I fucking don't, you fucking liar. And the guy's like, Pull out the knife or I'll call the police. And Buddy's like, try and make me, you bald-headed fuck! That was one of my favorite uh, scenes of the movie. This is a great scene. Also, we should notice that uh, these four bullies um, all call Arnie, because his last name is Cunningham. Mm -hmm. They call him Arnie Cuntingham. And it's like real original, guys. Mm -hmm. You, You guys got it. Well, bullies, you know, they got to make whatever they they make the best of your name or last yeah. name or yeah, your well, stature I or know. your weight. Like, yeah, your... well, mine, well, I won't say it, my last name for reasons of personal. Uh... Like Omar could be Homar. Or Slomar. Or... Yeah. But I got called like Jewish slurs because I got a Polish ass last name <gasps> and black curly hair. So Poor guy. It was lonely. No, I'm fine. Not really. I was never made fun of because I wasn't a nerd. You were a freak, though. People don't make fun of freaks. They avoid them. Yeah, exactly. You just sat at a lunch table alone, eating your fucking corn dogs. Fucking piece of shit. I wish I didn't have my corn dogs shoved in my face. That's how you. That's how you eat corn dogs, fucking idiot. Anyway, like the Greek freak Dennis Antetokounmpo. Wow. No, it's you no. just fucking massacred that no, Greek last say, name. You say it like Oakland Gyros. It's Guyanus. It's Giros. Oh, oh I was thinking of Dent, like the connection between our main character. Dead Dent. left shrimp. <laughs> Dead left. 
Uh, He's in like eight episodes of Parks and Rec. Deadlift shrimp? Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He he works for Aziz Ansari when he tries to build his own business. Him and Roy Hibbert are like with uh, episodes. What's his name? Raphael? Yeah, John Raphael. John John Paul Raphael. Now, should I start Community or Parks and Rec? Parks and Rec, easy. Hmm. Okay. So anyway, so Buddy pulls out his pocket knife. He's like, I'm going to get you, Fox, like, blah, blah, blah. Find out he gets expelled. And uh, at this point, Arnie takes on the classic nerd look of the taped together glasses. Yeah, because they stepped on his glasses and crunched them a little bit. There's a lot of crunching in this movie, if you guys notice. A lot of crunching. Oh, crunch my crunch my ball. Crashing. Collisions, you know, a lot of We could relate this to the new fad on YouTube of ASMR. What's that? It's like videos of people just opening things like or just doing daily things and you can just they focus on the noises oh, of it. Huh. It's like if you like open a box for like the new iphone they'll like tap on the box and like rip is off the wait is there an image I or is think, it just dude, sound like, people might get off of it well yeah it's like the video of the person doing it or like people eating they'll have like the just like weird noise people like noises of different yeah things. yeah oh so it's like a step so, like, above unboxing videos i guess yeah so the mic's just really close to what they're specifically doing and then people just relax and listen i think what the fuck? i think the biggest is like I think it's based off like people wanting to listen to like chiropractory oh, videos, the cracks where they like the no- the pops and noises. What the oh. fuck? Yeah, people are interesting, man. People like their things. What is that on fucking 4chan or something? No, it's all on YouTube. Ugh. You can just go on YouTube right now, put ASMR, and you'll find mm, a lot. No thanks. What a time to be alive, everyone. We're we're a great society. Yeah, these people probably have millions of subscribers and making millions of dollars. Yeah, they don't even have to work. Just jerk off all day. Right away, I'm trying to think of what I would love to hear getting opened. Uh, There's investment baking ASMR. ASMR glasses fitting. Hmm. ASMR back massage. Three hours of gentle night rain. I do love the sound of like a fresh bag of chips being opened. like. And then they're crunching. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like the sound of like uh, ASMR hot Cheetos and no. spicy lime. There it is. That specific. Jesus Christ! It's just a dude eating limon, flaming hot Cheetos. ASMR four flavors Pringles. Ugh. Fuck me! What am I doing with my life? Three point five million views. Jesus! How about like, that's like the state of Wyoming. <laughs> How about opening like a like an iPod that box? And then it's yeah. got like the foam, and then it's got the little. When the new iPhone came out, I saw that. Uh, yeah. When you pull the foam out of the box. Yeah, they. Well, I. It was an iPod for me. I never got an iPhone, but their their packaging was always so yeah, sleek. Yeah, like you can like slide the top yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She went really slow. Yeah. And then it went back in, and it made a fart sound. Yep. All right, back to the bully buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he looks like bully. a combination. I said Jim Morrison. Eddie, who'd you say? Don't call me buddy, guy. Well, I also included Lou Fregno and John Travolta. Right, he's yep, sort of a yep. sideburn combination of all those guys. Super ripped. Like, yeah, really muscular. roided up. Yeah, And uh, where do we go from there? Well, after they're good done bowling, they're kind of just walking home. They're driving. Oh, yeah, they're driving home, and uh, this is when Artie sees... Uh, oh, my God. 
Christine on the other side of the road, kind of beaten up with a for sale sign next to some rundown uh, house. And uh, they're like, you know, Arnie's like, stop, stop, stop. You know, we got to see this thing and blah, blah, blah. He's like immediately obsessed. And they're kind of checking out the car. And uh, the South Bend Shuffler from Home Alone comes out. He's got this weird Hannibal Lecter back brace. And he's like, checking out my car, huh? Like, uh, and Arnie's like, "Uh, what do you want for it? And like fucking Dennis is like, this is a piece of shit. Like, it doesn't even have like fucking all four wheels. Like, it's just it's just busted to shit. It looked really rusty. And he's like, I want three hundred. How about two fifty? Okay, two fifty. And like uh, the South Bend about two fifty. The South Bend shoveler kind of gives into that. He's like, Yeah, my asshole brother bought this, left his wife for it, then killed himself in it. <laughs> Where's the two fifty now? Yep. So they haul it home. And this is where Arnie gets the fucking verbal lashing from his almost Carrie-esque violent mother. And uh, he says, you know, uh, uh, everything's a fucking committee with you guys. I've never done anything on my own. And this, I want this. I want this car. And they're kind of like, well, it's not staying in the driveway. He was very convincing. I mean, and then this makes you feel for the guy. Because, I mean, he got his ass beat. He got his glasses broken. And the parents don't even talk about that. Yeah, nothing. I mean, it just right away goes into why did you buy this car? And said, oh, what's wrong with, you know, what's going on with you? So the, there's the issues, and then I did like his reasoning also. He was just like, like I've always done what everything right, this is what I want. I mean... He deserved it. Yeah, there's, mom was being a hard ass. Uh, the South Bend Shoveler says a weird line, and he's like, Hmm, smell of a new car is the best smell in the world, except maybe pussy. Yeah. Right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> No, we kind of passed that sand. Yeah, we I did. Think, I, was oh, like, I know, oh, but that's a that's a know. weird fucking line. I don't like, know if you needed to go back to that. <sighs> sorry. I'm sorry. Would you agree though? Would you agree a nice car, new car smell is the same smell? You brought up. I things. love new. I love new car smell. But does it equal the smell of? No. Okay. No. I love new car smell, freshly cut grass, and gasoline. Oh. <laughs> I'd say a, a first pair of sneakers. I do smell shoes. I yeah. smell shoes. Yeah, you get high on that shit. You get a boner and everything. Uh, I, I smell glue, paint thinner. Uh-huh. Fried chicken is pretty awesome. Also. Uh, Vietnamese <laughs> sweatshop smell. Uh, well, that's like any like Nike shirt, uh, Adidas shirt, yeah, or uh, champion shirt. My parents made the first like. We're all wearing those shirt, those those shirts, people. My my parents made soup for the first time in like probably a year because it's finally getting a little colder and like it was like a Sunday, so I was waking up pretty late. Waking up to that smell was pretty good. Some homemade chicken noodle soup. Oh, I don't fuck yeah, with, see, I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with liquid food. <laughs> There's noodles and chicken in it. Man, it's You don't have soup. No, I uh, I like I the closest I get probably chili or like a bisque or something or like well a, a bisque is a yeah. soup creamy something yeah you need a chowder thick at least you don't you don't chowder. want like liquid soup you do chowder. you do Campbell's chunky if anything no nah, that shit got too much sodium man I'm trying to wash my uh, 
Yeah. Salt intake. Yeah. I had a heart attack last month. I didn't tell you guys about it, but hmm. I'm still doing the cast. I thought it was a stroke because your left side of your body was looking a little. Hard. Yeah, your, yeah. Your, I couldn't. Your, your eye and mouth are still a little droopy. I couldn't say. Uh, and you're looking a little cross-eyed. Inex- inexplicably, I couldn't say that word. Yeah, <laughs> you had a fuck. <laughs> they don't know that unless they listen to all. Two I'm hours. smelling all two hours. I know. <laughs> Omar was like, "I'm smelling burnt toast," and we're like, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> <laughs> My, and I was looking like that uh, The junkyard owner uh, All that tobacco in his fucking mouth Played by Robert Prosky yeah, little, That's a, a Robert Prosky Nice Omar gets 20 bucks Gremlins so, too <laughs> uh, So from there yeah Arnie has to find a, Some type of garage to place his car And that's where he finds Will Darnell's garage mm-hmm. He places it in there He's complete shitter It's smoke everywhere It's almost killing everyone in the garage <laughs> there seemed so to be like smoke. a crew of people there but i never saw them like working on it they were like playing poker yeah, yeah just they, that beginning part it's probably a little illegal poker ring they got going yeah on there. something mm-hmm. but that was also cool that was a moment when made also made me like dennis when uh prosky's character he's just like talking shit to the kids also that's another a point i wanted to say in this movie that a lot of the older guys in this movie are just always like either like putting the young kids on game or like telling them something deep or kind of except for the parents of yeah. their kid. But they're always saying something that's like, oh, you fucking hard ass or this old guy is like on our case. There's a few of them, you know, the mm-hmm. detective, uh, the junkyard guy, then the guy who sold him the car and then. The so, parents. Yeah, the, but the parents are almost like on a different, which made him rebel. I don't know. They, I just thought that was cool. Like, because when you are young, you are running into these people, like, telling you stuff. You know, like, whatever, old man, or whatever. I well, don't and care. He, he even wears the rebel without a cause jacket he later. He does. He slowly changes, you know. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, when the, he said, like, uh, but something about smoking and then dennis was like but sir aren't those guys playing yeah. poker over there smoking and i was like dennis i i like to cut up your jib young man like, Ooh. Cut your shit, <laughs> Class, yeah. uh, what are you from the 40s <laughs> i like to cut of your jib <laughs> yeah he was a good friend man i appreciated him dennis but... tried you know yeah and arnie wants to he wants to start working on the on the car he wants to project we're still i mean it, it, it is cool like it's like he wants to get away from his parents and he wants to do this he's not on drugs he's not yeah. joining a gang his, his drug is his car bro. yeah he's getting seduced by by the by the plymouth yeah it's definitely like a it, at this point you don't know the car's haunted but at this point it's like a very solid ho- hobby for arnie like like uh dennis has football arnie wants his own little thing so he has this car to deal with well that car killed the black guy so yeah, it did. I'd be like haunted. It is a, it is a little racist. <laughs> you you think it's a horror movie? Once the once the black dude dies first, you you're gonna start thinking ghosts or something paranormal. Something's yeah. happening. This is a horror movie. We're in a horror movie. Although that <laughs> black gentleman was pretty heavy, he could have just had a heart attack. I uh, know. There's also when he died too. It like got bright in it, right? It like yeah. it was like a cool flash. And let's not let the cinematography get past either, because, man, this is a good-looking movie. Yeah. 
Especially mm-hmm. if it's just a car, the bully, bullies. Uh, he had a Mustang, right, buddy? That gray, the gray car. Or, oh, man, no, I don't know. I'm horrible with see. cars. Maybe yeah. a GMO. Yeah, I'm. I have no idea. I'm the worst with cars, dude. Like they're just fucking metal. I don't know if they have any. They're beautiful, clue. but I just and I can appreciate them, but pe- yeah, I can't have a conversation about cars with anybody. Like, oh, what kind of engine is that? I know that. Yeah. I do like Chevys, though. Those are, like, my favorites. Which means you don't like my Ford. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, from here, we kind of slow show Arnie's kind of messing around in the junk, finding extra pieces. And that's where Will Darnell kind of comes back to him and kind of makes some peace with him and gives him an offer to bring down his price of staying in the garage because he knows he's a high school student. He isn't really making much money. So he's giving him little jobs to do around the garage to make up for, and then he can use all the all the parts found in the junkyard. Uh-huh. And as Arnie is working on this car, some dude comes up with Darnell, and he's like, oh, kid's good with his hands. And Darnell just says, um, can't polish a turd. <laughs> he was meaning, he was calling Christine a turd, right? Yeah, which is yeah. why. Christine eh, we'll get was there. a turd. She was a Plymouth Fury, by the way, cherry red. Mm-hmm. 1958. Yep, correct, correct, correct. Um, so from here, I believe we're jumping to Dennis's football game. Yeah, um, Dennis's were led to believe. Uh, throughout the, well, first throughout the whole movie, we're getting cuts, and in the bottom right corner, we're seeing that months are going by. Oh, yep. Yeah. It was so, like October, and then it jumped to yeah. December, and then it was Christmas. Also, we're not we're not mentioning uh, the gal, which Dennis was very Lee. We mentioned Lee. Yeah, maybe I, because I'm so attracted well, no, to her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did miss. Even a part. though she looked like Kevin Dillon. <laughs> Omar is right. We did miss a part where Dennis is purposely trying to get with her. There's this blonde. I don't know her name. Yes. But, the, but there's this blonde who's giving Dennis the fuck me eyes like the entire movie. And he's just like, don't see her. Yeah. I, I like Lee. He was interested in the bookworm. And he even tried to get at her at the at the library mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But that just leads up to this big moment at the football game that Dennis right. is Right. Dennis in. is led to believe that he's a, he's a star player. He's, he's led to believe? <laughs> he, he looked at himself in the mirror is, like, you're the best. We are. Like, let... Like, let <laughs> we, he's led to believe he's a great player. <laughs> the first play we see, he's playing running back, I think. And the next play, he's going out for a pass in like a wide receiver position. This is high school football. Nothing's really too organized. Yeah, Eddie was as red as a tomato. But they do scene. say something about he's how, so like, upset. they do say something about how he's up for. They think he's going to be up for a scholarship or something. Mm-hmm. And so he's running for this pass, catches the ball. He's running along the the out of bounds, and he sees. Arnie in a uh, the wild one esque leather jacket making out with Lee in front of the beautiful restored Christine. Yeah, because the, like, the car pulls up, yeah, and it's all all of a sudden restored to its uh, beauty, former glory. Yep, and not dusty, cherry red, bright as can be. Shiny. And so um, Dennis is like humana, 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 humana. And just gets fucking laid out by this other dude. Now, he gets laid out, no question. But later he's in the hospital with broken ribs, 
a sprained neck, and a broken leg. So maybe Dennis was like Mr. Glass from Unbreakable, and his bones are just like... Hey, man, he got pancaked. Yeah, he got so jacked up, they had to put a marshmallow around his neck. Stay puffed. Oh, the cast were too hard, so he needed the softness. He was like, ah, this feels better. Is it bad that I just, like, automatically laugh at people with neck braces and stuff? That just looks so funny. Yep. I think it's similar to a dog wearing a coat. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, so, like, like comical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're a terrible person. <laughs> Moving on. If you're listening to this in a hospital bed with a broken neck, I apologize. Just know that Omar's laughing at you. Just don't send me any pictures of you with the brace yeah, on. Don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Wow. So Get well soon. Yeah, so here, from here we kind of don't see Dennis for a while. Because it's kind of the Arnie show for the next 20 or 30 minutes. Right. I would say the next most important scene is the... Uh, Demolition of Christine. Oh, movie theater? Drive-in. Oh. Drive-in was we first... Oh, yeah, okay. Understand. This comes first. Heavy rain. Uh, No umbrellas. Pouring like cats and dogs. Living together. Um, and uh, Arnie and Lee are at a movie playing Last House on the Left. Little little nod to the master, Wes Craven. They could barely see it, though, because of the no. heavy rain. No, there was the wipers were like. Now is that a Travis Bickle moment? You're taking uh, this girl to go see a uh... <laughs> oh, like a really violent exploitation movie. Yeah, and you're just almost. Like, it's a little. It's a little bit better because it's not straight up a Swedish porn movie. When the rape scene starts, wanna kiss me? <laughs> uh, it gets better when her parents kill him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, like, <laughs> Arnie leaves for popcorn and a hot dog or some shit. Uh-huh. Lee's alone in the car. The car starts playing, uh... His windshield wiper is messed up. Yep. Yeah. So she starts munching on the hot dog first. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Either way, the car starts playing some music. She's alone, and she's like, oh, what the fuck? And, uh, the car locks itself. A giant, like, beam of light starts emitting from the, from the car, She's locked in. She starts choking on the hot dog. Uh, she wouldn't, for some reason, unlock the car from the inside. Uh, finally, some dude grabs her. She tries after, kind of when you're just thinking of, like, unlock the car, you dope. She starts kind of mm. doing it. Yeah, so finally a dude grabs her from outside the car. <laughs> and Arnie comes running with his fucking soggy-ass popcorn in the rain. And is like, what are you doing to her? And this old dude's giving her the Heimlich. And afterwards, it clearly looks like um, maybe some penetration happened. What a wild assumption. <laughs> They're both like exhausted, like, oh, I need a cigarette. Well, he is a large man, so he can't do much without his heart getting giving out. <laughs> and then she was dead, pretty much. So <laughs> I think it was both fine that they both just exhaled at the same time. And you're like, oh. Would the movie be ruined if it showed the hot dog flying out of her mouth? It did do that. You saw like a chunk of hot I dog. I would have preferred it was, if it was obvious. <laughs> it was more obvious. Like they had a close-up of her mouth. And like hits Arnie in the face. While He's like, raining. what the fuck? It hits the ground and then the, the carpenter, boom, boom, boom. It just starts. <laughs> <laughs> 
You just see him and like Christine in the back just getting more angry and angry. <laughs> he's like, "What are you doing to her?" And it's like he's saving her fucking life, bruh. So Christine's jealous, trying to kill Lee. Yeah. So he. So here's the thing. Like we needed a scene where more of this was established. Like something like uh, Arnie was polishing the car while Omar said this. I'll attribute it to Omar. But she because she was upset. Yeah, the girl. But like Omar said something like, "We needed a scene where Arnie's polishing the car and she's trying to talk to him and he's ignoring her, mm-hmm. or, or just something that it, it something that visualizes the fact that Arnie." cares a lot about the car maybe even more than lee right and that lee is like what the fuck and that the car hates lee yeah because like you know christine is arnie's girl uh-huh. mm-hmm. and so, right away you see the confidence in arnie now yeah right but so arnie takes lee home there's a little bit of a lover's spat going on and at this point because we didn't have that previous scene of of establishing that Lee is kind of weirded out by Arnie's uh, attention to the car. It seems a little crazy that she's like, the car is jealous of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it would it tried to kill me because it's jealous. And it's like, even if that previous scene had happened, um, I don't think even in, and I believe in a lot of supernatural shit, but even I would be like, my last thought would be, Oh, the car is alive and it's jealous. Yes, he said it like it stalls every time I. Kiss it stalls you. every time I put my hand on your lap. So yeah, it was like weird stuff. Like, I yeah, they, it just needed a little more. But I mean, maybe it was just like they were they didn't want the movie to drag or yeah, yeah I suppose. Or... Add in a, yeah, the necessary scenes. Yeah. Mm. So from there, that's where uh, they kind of have their own little spat. The the. Um, the light comes on the front of the house. Me and the parents are close. They're kind of listening in. So Arnie and Lee split from there. Arnie's... uh, Christine kind of struggles to start. Arnie realizes that Mm -hmm. maybe this is true, that Christine is a mind of her own. So he kind of talks to her, tells her everything's okay, and she's the only one for him. So then she finally starts back up again. I got to look up that line, because that's almost a line... You could just say when your car is actually stalling. Yeah. I don't know. Just say it, he said something good. Yeah, it's something you'd say out of instinct. I gotta and then look that up. He drops the car off at the garage, but right before he's able to close the garage door, the three bullies hop in. They're down to do some destructive business. Yeah, they snuck in. So here we have uh, what was the fat dude's name? Moochie. Moochie. Wait one Cross second. Grabber. Let me confirm. Yep, Moochie. And, and who is the who is the um Moochie, Rich and Buddy. Okay. Buddy was the so these three motherfuckers come into <laughs> Daryl's auto shop and uh, you know, Buddy's pissed off that Arnie got him expelled basically, has his buddies come with him, and they just start beating the shit out of Christine. Sledgehammers, breaking windows. We later learned one of them took a dump on the <laughs> dashboard. Uh they destroy the stereo, but like Take that stereo and sell it, man. We all know that. So Christine is left in fucking tatters and pieces. And here's where we get Arnie and Lee. They've somewhat made up from their little argument. And uh, he's saying, you know, I'm going to take you to this and we'll have a good time. I forget what exactly, but some event. 
And they go into the thing and they see Christine and she's demolished. And Lee is a little bit ambivalent to this. Obviously, she's had her worries about Christine. And Arnie is devastated. He starts kind of like trying to fix the fucking little rubber thing on the window. And Lee's kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry, whatever. Like, touches his shoulder and he's like, you don't touch her, shitter! You don't touch her! Which, shitter, is a word used by the old dude he bought, by the, he bought the car from. That was a weird word that uh, you hear it a few times. And it carries yeah. on. He, he uses that a couple more times. Yep. I'll let no shitters get between me and Christine. Yep. Uh, yeah. That was the third use of it. So, Arnie's kind of <laughs> lamenting his car. Goes home, has a sit-down dinner with his mom and dad. They're like, uh, we'll buy you a new car or like whatever. They try to... You know, his mom's like, maybe this is for the best or whatever bullshit. But the mom, this is kind of where you're seeing the mom change up a little bit. She's too. breaking down, crying. Yeah, she's a, she's very worried about her son. She, but and this is where Arnie is like. He's turned into a, a jerk. Yeah, but oh, yeah, he has. He's a little more strong, and his voice is a little stronger towards. He's mom. finally standing up for himself. Yeah, and then Pappy is just like, "Yeah, we'll buy you a new car." And he's like, <laughs> "Fuck that shit, man!" And he flips he goes, the table uh, over. He literally and says, his "Mom in the face." <laughs> no, <laughs> he does. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. He does say "fuck you" to his mom and dad. Yep. And he storms out and he goes, you know, whatever. He storms out and his dad goes, you don't talk like that to us. Go in there and apologize to your mother. Slams Arnie up against the door. And Arnie fucking pulls a wrestler move and just puts this guy in a chokehold. Yeah, he grabbed him by the neck. And he's going, I'm going to hit the sack. And then you hear glass break, and it's like, oh my god, it's Arnie with the stunner! He stunnered him! <laughs> and then Dad's spazzing around like a Arnie, dead fish. Arnie comes down like Triple H and spits a bunch of water out. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. This movie goes off the rails at this yeah, point. Yeah, at this point, Arnie is a full-blown Looney Tune. Uh, so, you know, he has this fight with his parents. He goes to the shop the next day. No. Or, yeah, he goes to the shop the next day. Yeah. And this is where we get the awesome. I mean, this the effects in this scene still stand up and are still really amazing. So you know he's kind of caressing Christine, and he, you know he's like, "What the fuck am I gonna do? I love this car, and it's fucking like battered to shit." And uh, Christine he, makes a move or something like that. Well, like, he says, "Show me," doesn't he? Yeah, but something happens where he's like. She turns on her lights, I believe. Yeah, after he says it, yeah, the lights. And he's and up. he's like, "All right, show me." And this is where the awesome song by the band The Viscounts plays, Harlem Nocturne, which is the boom, ba boom, ba boom, which Eddie was into. And um, this car, it's sort of, it's sort of like if you um, crushed up a can of soda. And then reverse that footage. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, you know, the hood pops up, the fender straightens out, the windows come back from the broken glass, and the headlights get repaired, and Christine is brand spanking new. Reverse crunching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I did like that scene after he choked out, uh, well, he didn't choke out Dad, but he kind of grabbed him by the neck. But that I he I shot his like dad in the face. The, the next day, it's kind of connected where like he, 
I don't know if he even like got stronger from the car or he was able to manhandle his dad or something and then he that's what made him feel something like maybe there is something to the car yeah and then he he made him his dad go. Is, his dad is shocked at Arnie's behavior yeah but the, when Arnie did that maybe he almost like shocked himself where like he was acting crazy and then he he got the because he, he chokes him and then he's like Oh, and let's go. And then yeah, he, he kind of realized I'm, I'm that. I'm hitting the sack. Yeah, and then he, then the next day he goes to the car and is like, show me. You know, like he felt something or compelled or something. To, and then, yeah, that that's probably my second favorite and and most like, uh, it sticks in my head when, when she, she uncrunches herself. Well, and it's just so cool visually because Arnie steps back and you got these lights coming on, and it creates this flare in the camera lens. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter uses anamorphic lenses, which have a tendency to warp the image mm-hmm. so that there's lots of um, refractions from the light that are shot into it. So you get these, you know, the closest resemblance would be like J.J. Abrams' Star Trek movies. Like mm-hmm. lots of like lines that come off of... That little glare. Yeah, thing. the glare. Uh-huh. Exactly. So he's standing in front of the car and these huge blue glares come out. Car fixes itself and it's just a really cool scene. So from here, this is when Arnie has a little power and then he kind of just sets off for his first murder. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least Christine does where we don't know if. If, yeah, yeah. We, we don't know for a fact if, if Arnie is in the car. Yeah, he's not in the car they, for sure until the end. Right. Christina's got these, and purposely so, Carpenter blacks out the, the glass of the car for these scenes because we're not supposed to know if, if Arnie's in the car or not. Right. Uh-huh. Or if it's just the sentient Christine killing these fucks that beat her up. And it's also like Arnie's almost like a second degree vessel for Christine. Like if the car is the. And then. There, there's that love, but he's also kind of starts acting freaky and weird, and his it's face like, changes. It's like a symbiotic relationship, yep. sort of like yeah. Venom and Eddie Brock. Yeah, like uh, one forms with the other, and they become sort of one entity. Yeah, they share the same like consciousness. Yeah, the symbiotic thing makes me think of Trump and his hairpiece. Also, like it's a it's yeah, like he can together. remove it like a Lego headpiece. But then maybe that's what's controlling him, like the Simpsons uh, <laughs> Treehouse of Horror episode with uh, Snake. And what was yeah. the dude? Yeah, Snake yeah. with the his hairdo, and then Homer had it on his yeah. head, so it was like controlling. He becomes him. Snake. Yeah, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, look that one up, dude. Yeah. The hairpiece is what's <laughs> killing funny. this country, yeah. not Donald. <laughs> it's the hairpiece. Well, the hairpiece is the hairpiece is like be as stupid and dumb as possible. Let's stop all this treasonous. The treasonous podcast, everyone. We're going to change it to that. Take a bunch of tariffs from China and make it harder for people to make money. <laughs> well, and then we'll go back to Detroit. We'll start making 58 Plymouth Let's protect those 400 coal miners so we can pollute the climate even worse. Moochie comes out of a truck. <laughs> Moochie has been giving a trucker a blowjob and is let out on the highway, not anywhere near a home or a school or anything, really. We're in the next scene, right? <laughs> yeah, this is the next scene. <laughs> Good. 
And uh, he's kind of like walking around the highway like a fucking idiot. And <laughs> you really don't like Moochie. Moochie's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, and he beneath the, the like penis. pillars of the highway is he starts hearing. Um, I forget what late fifties song it is, but he starts hearing this you know doo wop song. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" And he sees Christine, and he's like, "Cuntingham, is that you?" And then, uh, boom, Christine starts chasing this fuck down the road. Mm, a lot of, he's jumping over railings, jumping over fences, getting all through. Uh, a lot of just him running around until the scene gets really interesting where he starts going down this alley that's a little too tiny for Christine. She's bumping left to right on the walls while still chasing him. Yeah, it's like a dock or something for a truck or yeah. something like that. It's like just just slightly smaller than the the cars. So he hides. Yeah, he hides in this loading dock, to something meat packing plant, grocery store, whatever. Fudge packing plant. Yes, uh, Mooney, Jeffrey Dahmer works there. Mooney, <laughs> Mooney definitely fudge packed. In addition to fucking heads. Mooney. Mooney. Oh, Mooney. <laughs> uh, who's Mooney? Mooney is a name that's also familiar to me. Mooney. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> he gets trapped in this loading dock. <laughs> Mooney. Uh, God. It's going to come to me later, and now I just sound like a fucking degenerate. But You're thinking of Paul Mooney. From? He was on the Chappelle Show a couple episodes. Ooh, okay. And Maybe more dumbness. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'm safe. The car can't fit. And Christine is so adamant about killing this fuck that she just, like, destroys her own chassis to squish this guy. Yeah, that was cool. It was just like, uh, she, she lost a few people. Now, I was wondering why Mooney. Moochie. <laughs> he could have just climbed over the why car. Why Moochie didn't just climb over the car. Like, he didn't have to stay there and get chopped in half by this car. But he does. Maybe he had some sort of... Uh, death wish. Well, the man didn't he take out a knife to fight a car? He did. Yeah, you don't bring a knife. Yeah, to a car you don't. Br- <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll stab your hood and make you die, car. Like, dude, you're that ain't gonna work. He's a movie. So AJ, let me ask you a question about this movie. How yeah. do you feel about Moochie? <laughs> You mean Mooney? Um, Why do you think he deserves to die so badly? Just because he's a fat, dumb fuck. I mean, like, most bullies are at the very least in these types of 80s whatevers. Like, at the very least, they're fit. Sometimes they're ugly as balls. But most of the time, they're at least fit, if not also incredibly handsome. He's a henchman, though. So He's like the... Yeah, how do you... He's like buddies. No, man, I'm fat too. I, I'm just fucking relating. Uh, how how would you rate the henchmen in this movie? You're a big henchman fan. Uh, they, I mean, they got what they deserve, but I need. Uh, there wasn't a lot of personality. No, Buddy him. was more memorable, and then uh, Jim Morrison. Was just, yeah, he's just memorable for uh, getting gra- killed, grabbing uh, Dennis's uh, nutsack. Yeah, his. his yeah, I guess I just don't like Moochie because number one, his name's Moochie, mm-hmm. and uh, two, um, Moochie. He's like, 
it seems very, very uh, simpatico to me uh-huh. that. <laughs> I'm acting like I know what that means. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> Simpatico to me. To, like, he could very easily be an Arnie. Like, a fat loser that gets made fun of by the fit bullies on the football or biker gang or whatever. Mm-hmm. And instead, he's in this group of bullies. Like, pff, fuck you, Moochie. Now, when do you define simpatico? Simpatico is, like, a like. Oh. Like, you kind of just said that. I want to educate our listeners, okay? Mm-hmm. Our vocabulary doesn't... I don't doesn't... think they got this far after you mentioned the car smell like pussy. Well, I didn't come <laughs> up... I didn't fucking come up with that. That was in the movie. <laughs> hey, guys, remember 30 minutes ago when you talked about the car smell like pussy? Have we brought... I didn't come up with the line. Have we brought up Stephen King yet? No, let's talk a little bit about Did Stephen King. Did he write that? He wrote Christine. Did he write? He the, wrote that exact line. Oh man, yeah, you read. You're pretty well read. On I'm pretty well read in Stephen, Stephen King. King. Um, I would say overall, Stephen King is not. Besides the Dark Tower series, uh-huh. um, he's a little bit loosey goosey in terms of writing ability. Yeah, he's not really the best. He kind of throws a bunch of ideas into a book and then just gets high and keeps writing. Right. Um. So like. But Christine is a relatively short book, mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of his oeuvre. Why didn't this take place in Maine? Yeah, why didn't it take place in Derry? I don't. That's a good question. I don't. I guess it took place in uh, Michigan. Oh, I thought I saw a California license plate. Oh, why hasn't that could Stephen be. King made a book about like a killer monster, uh, like a killer lobster monster, or something? Killer lobster. Yeah, like a huge, or like a lobster that kills people. Are you thinking of like Godzilla-sized lobster, or just like a normal-sized lobster that kills people? Technically, Pennywise kind of turns into a yeah, lobster at like the end cra- of like, it. I just figured the connection with Maine, <laughs> yeah. that would be his... Uh, like, I, I want a giant lobster that shoots <laughs> hot butter at people. He squirts butter. Tasty. He's got mm-hmm. the clamps. Yeah. You can call the movie clamps. But you put the little rubber bands around the claws so he can't pinch you. <laughs> yeah, that would be the end of the movie. They figure out they how put to rubber big, bands around his claws. <laughs> big rubber bands. And then they just put him in a giant vat of boiling water we like the to, Joker. We have to heat the Pacific Ocean and throw him in there. We have to figure out how to <laughs> yeah. get him and, to boil. And then the, thinking of Arnold with a boulder just trying to crack the claws or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then the, the <laughs> giant kaiju lobster just feeds like all of New England. Yeah. Can you imagine then there, that would end world hunger? It would. Not exactly. The yeah, other lobster? It would. Well, in Pacific Rim, it's like toxic, so we don't know what's it, hey, hiding out in that giant lobster. Yeah, it's like an HP Lovecraft lobster. Yeah, it might be like blue toxic waste. We don't fucking know. I'd still eat it. I, yeah. I don't give a shit. So Stephen King wrote... Oh, yeah, so you're asking me about Stephen King. What else? Well, no, just, just mainly the... the the line but i don't know he i i don't i've never been into the him at all really books or films or both both but i mean shining but he kind of is not happy with that well yeah that's the not to interrupt you but um Mm -hmm. like stephen king was upset 
with the master St- Stanley Kubrick's version of his book, The Shining. When are we gonna do a Ku- uh, Kubrick? Kubrick. Well, I think The Shining will be a slob classic sometime in the future Kubrick. soon. Kubrick. But so like, <laughs> so like Stephen King like really hated that movie. Uh huh. And then he like co-wrote a TV adaptation I a little remember. bit later. Yeah. And it just fucking sucked, sweaty nutsack. Like it was terrible. And yeah. that's the version he prefers. That's what I hear. Yeah. So like, well, yeah, he's not gonna just make it himself and be like, yeah, yeah it's a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, you're right, but I mean like, okay, dude, like you're besmirching the Kubrick version of your book. He at that time he was literally the most famous filmmaker like around. Why can't he sit on like the Dark Tower movie from? Oh fuck, that movie's yeah. Oh. Why can't he sit on that? I don't know, man, because he's an old, senile fuck. Idris Elba did all right, but McConaughey, what the fuck? He didn't know what to do. First of all, that movie's just a complete abortion of the story. Like, oh, we're doing CG? Like, literally, the Gunslinger series is five, like, 900-page books. Yeah, that's what I heard. And they turned it into a 90-minute movie. It's just a piece of garbage. So, oh, that, he doesn't... Oh, that's good, apparently, but... Kubrick's The Shining, nah, not for me. Yeah, no, The Shining. He also directed Maximum Overdrive, which is also a piece of shit. Although it's funny. He directed that. Huh? Yeah, he was on Coke at the I time. Didn't, I didn't see that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Stephen King. Everyone was always so up his ass that I was just kind of like, eh, okay. I would say that's fair because ultimately his books aren't that great. Mm-hmm. It's just that. Um, he has good ideas, you know? Okay, yeah. Like, the idea of the book is better than the actual book. That's why people make so many movies of his books. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, I'll take this core idea, um, you know, e.g. Christine, mm-hmm. about a killer car, and I'll just do whatever I want, because John Carpenter's a genius. See, now, this is a movie where, like, it's so basic did you oh, you see the movie about the killer car? It's you know? Jaws with a car. But it's something so simple, but you just give it to a talented crew, and they're going to do what they do. Makes the it. music great, makes the imagery great, you know, makes the characters flow. Lightning in a bottle. But then there's probably thousand, a thousand movies about a car that... But no one... Christine is the one. It has to Christine be. is the one. The only other thing I can remember is... um. <clears throat> There's a movie from the 70s called, literally, um, The Ca- the Car uh-huh. with Josh Brolin's dad, John Brolin. Uh-huh. And it's essentially about a killer car as well that sort of has, like, Terminator vision. And it's not great. Christine is the only decent yeah. killer car movie. What about the, the Herbie movies? <laughs> <laughs> fully loaded that sure killed Lindsay lohan's career you mean the volkswagen beetle with the googly eyes yeah. Wait, that guy was a monster that just made me think of the n64 game it was a bug or like beetle racing hmm. it was hmm. actually a pretty good game hmm. i'll have to check it out you had you still have a working oh, well yeah, omar gets all or not omar sorry eddie gets all his shit like all those Old games are all online that he downloads, right? Yeah, I'll buy some. I still like have a couple hard copies of some games. I still have a 
NES, Super Nintendo, N64, and a you, Wii that can also play games. Do you have any of the, uh, like, X-Wing Star Wars games for N64? Mm-hmm. Mm. No. You weren't big into those? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, never really. Like, I really like Star Wars, I'm just not the biggest How fan. about wrestling? Yeah, I got wrestling. Okay. Yeah, I got the, I got Rogue Squadron, too. Nice. Yeah. All right, so let's get back to the flick here. Where are we, Eddie? We are at Mochi just dying. Yeah. So then... Yeah. This is our first interaction with the detective who comes to the school and kind of questions Arnie where he got the car, how he got the car, where's the receipt, yada, yada, yada. So. Played by Harry Dean Stanton. Another la, old um, man. Alien fame. Mm-hmm. So Arnie's somehow becoming suspect number one in this murder. I don't really know how Harry Dean Stanton, Stanton's detective character, like, comes to arnie he says something about paint color yeah he's like oh they don't make that paint color anymore which i'm guessing was scraped against the walls yeah um but like i'm also impressed that at the end of the movie he just like believes that this car was haunted and he's just staring at the cube harry dean sand this detective is just like oh yeah possessed killer car you guys are heroes i feel like the way he was talking to arnie he kind of knew of this car like almost okay. like maybe he's that's his case or something where like, like hidden yeah like people <laughs> are dying and oh like i saw that car destroyed and now it's restored you know and then he's he because he was almost also saying that like well he restored that pretty i don't know if it was quickly or whatever but he was saying something about like oh i they said they uh, uh, like punctured it with crowbars, and I can hardly see the fills. Yeah, and then that's obvious. Where it's like, how the hell did this high schooler fix this car so quickly? It's almost like Harry Dean Stanton is more investigating the car than Arnie. Yeah, he's which is weird because uh, which to Omar's point, it seems like he's seen this situation before. Yeah, and so he, he kind of has dealt with it. Maybe he is old enough to maybe wear. I don't know. This is a big assumption. But maybe he knows about the case with the old guy's brother. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's kind of... Killing himself in the car. And killing his wife. Like, like maybe maybe he's old enough to where he remembers that case. And specifically that car, because it was the same car. Yeah. And then now, all of a sudden, people are dying. And and Arnie, this new kid's got the same car. And isn't that a quinky dink? And you imagine, I mean, either people are choking on hot dogs or they're getting crushed, you know. <laughs> or or smoking so, cigars. Yeah, and... so so it's it's something going on where it's it's like it's like one of those X Files, you know. It's, it's yeah, probably yeah, totally. This this FBI this movie could have been made into an hour long X Files episode yep, easily. Yep. Um. So Harry Dean Stan investigates him a little bit. Um, he doesn't really have any proof or evidence on anything, really. He, he says something about the paint, but um, he's like, Arnie says something like, oh, well, you know, I fixed it up from its previous state. Obviously, you can get this paint anywhere, or whatever he says. And um, Harry and Santon lets him leave. Obviously, Arnie's acting a little bit asshole-ish to this guy because he loves Christine. And uh, what's the next scene? Next thing we have Buddy and Rich, the two surviving bullies. They're at their... Oh, I forget exactly where they are at this point. They're drinking brews just driving down yeah. the highway. And so then... Oh, yep. 
But there, yeah, they're somewhere first, and they got in their cars, started driving away, and that's where they're at a convenience shop yeah, getting booze. Christine's headlights are getting a little too bright in their rear view mirror. Right, they don't know who it is. But naturally, like their impulse is like, so someone's in, they're they're like tailgating you with bright lights, like, hey, let's just let's just break really hard and. Sh- <laughs> Put it in reverse and screw with them. Like, like the right. ultimate asshole move. Knuckleheads. So he's like, watch this, uh, Jerry Seinfeld looking son of a bitch. Uh, breaks real hard. The Christine stops. Again, the windows are blacked out. We don't know if Arnie's in there or not. He's like, oh, really? Starts reversing. Christine also reverses. <laughs> Rick Moranis with an afro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked a lot like Rick Moranis. He looked like a wee like he was. A, did you know? Also notice that Buddy's hair was so like it was a mane, and then his two little henchmen just had weak little afros, like little weak. And then even <laughs> the Rick Moranis dude had kind of weak little chops. Like, like they were him. trying to grow a yeah, Buddy haircut, yeah, but they just couldn't. Like, uh, sideburns and shit. So Buddy drives to, I believe, a gas station where there's a, a buddy of his, some guy we've never seen before, but he's like, eh, this fucking asshole is following us. And Christine just, <laughs> the Jerry Seinfeld cl- slash Chris, Chris uh, or not Chris, fucking, uh, what's Moranis? Ron Burgundy? <laughs> Chris Moranis? Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Moranis, what's the fucking guy's name from I Shrunk the Kids? Oh, who cares? <laughs> Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. <laughs> Chris Moranis. I don't he said know. Chris, and then he said Moranis. So I'm like Chris oh. Moranis. <laughs> he was a football player in the '50s. Anyway, so Rick Moranis goes into the gas station. He's like, "Oh, I don't know what to fucking do," and Christine just <laughs> pile drives this GMC right Why into the gas station. Because <laughs> fucking <laughs> Omar said he looked like Rick Moranis with an afro. Oh, that uh, was I love that scene though. When... But you see, like so, so Christine <coughs> rams into this GMC, uh, presumably Buddy's pride and joy, and uh, you he just see it. a puppet of of Rick Moranis just go <laughs> flying into the thing. The car obliterates the body. Well, his name's Rich. Can we just call him Rich Moranis? <laughs> Rich, Richie Moranis. Um, Rich. Oh, Rich. It's like you're okay. getting Moody and Moochie mixed up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dick Moranis. Uh, <laughs> gas starts spilling out of out of out of his car. This red-haired fuck who who we've never seen before. Why does he gotta be a fuck? Because he's a ginger. Hmm. Anyway. My hmm. mother's a ginger. Yeah. No. Really? You're really hurting Omar's feelings tonight. Anyway, this ginger <laughs> fuck. Uh, he's like, oh no. <laughs> A fire starts, blows up the gas station, which we have not seen <laughs> oh, since, <no. laughs> since, since I believe, Scanners. Uh, so, um, but he's like, oh fuck, that dude got fucked. <laughs> and starts running straight down the road away from the, the explosion. Christine is on fire at this point. Great shot. Great mm-hmm. great carpenter. Yep. Like atmospheric shot. You see the car, you see the headlights and you see these flames rolling it's off just the hood. A big fireball just chasing him. Now and uh he uh buddy pulls the Prometheus. 
He's just running straight. He doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't like dive off the side of the road. He just keeps running down straight the road. And uh, you know, this awesome carpenter score hits in. Bum 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 bum. And eventually he gets run over, caught on fire. Yeah. Burns to burns to a crisp on the road. That was a great kill. Christine has now killed four four people. That was my favorite kill, I think. That's the one. best. That's the yeah. that's the iconic kill of the movie right there. But what, and that was the the I I love Christine in that moment where she she kind of she's relentless. Just ran into Buddy's car, just destroyed it, ki- killed his little henchman, chased him on fire, chased him down the road. She has no worry about self-preservation. Not like, at all. Like like given the first kill, she just destroys her chassis oh. by killing um, Moochie, did I get it right? Yeah. Well, she doesn't have to. She, we, and then we now this one, she's on stuff. fucking fire, destroys the car, fucks up her whole um, grill, and then is still like, I still need to kill. So she really, so she was just eliminating people who were giving Arnie an issue. Well, she, I think, yeah, I think that as well as these fucks beat me up, I'm gonna kill them. Yeah. And the little revenge, and then and this is the moment where everyone's like, "Yeah, buddy's dead." You know, the yeah. bully's dead. You know, he's on fire. That that was great. And then the uh, the highway again in that void, kind of reminiscent of uh, in the mouth of madness, is just like, uh, it's great, dude. Great moment. And uh, the movie. It picks up and then it slows. It slows down a little bit after this, doesn't it? After this part, or well, there's right, just a little bit of. It goes back to Dennis. Well, right now, then the car is all burnt and bubbly and melted. Oh yeah, it goes limps. back to the garage and then Darnell sees it. Yeah, and he's kind of confused with yeah. what's going on. Pulls out a shotgun. Opens the door thinking Arnie's going to be there and he wants yeah. to shoot Arnie. All of a sudden he wants to blow Arnie's head off because yeah. his car was on fire. Yeah, very confusing. It doesn't make sense. You'd assume the opposite. He'd want yeah. to help him. I didn't get it. So the, But then when he realizes Arnie isn't there, he thinks the best idea is to sit in the car and act like he's driving <laughs> it. He goes, vroom, vroom, I'm driving the car. So it's that, like steaming and everything, though. You would assume you're going to get burned. Yeah, uncomfortable to some extent. You step into the fire, you're going to get burned. Yeah, yeah that was a silly... I don't know. That was a silly move. He should have yeah. turned into a crispy critter like Spawn. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then Christine just... A crispy cr- critter. Christine <laughs> just crushes Darnell. And we're done with his character. We, poor, oh, poor yeah. Guy. Yeah. He gets well. He gets crushed, but let's face it, the dude's a habitual smoker, probably a good hundred and fifty pounds overweight. Probably had a heart attack before he actually died. This is like another okay. There's two things I want to say about this because I, I we totally forgot about the first moment in the movie when when Christine is kind of being mischievous and the <laughs> the the hood of her car clo- closes on the guy's hands. Yeah, and that was the first moment where you're like, "Oh, that's cool." But anyways, going back to Darnell's death, the, it it was realistic. I mean, with the just like, "Oh, the chair's just gonna move forward and crush him." I don't know. That was so uh, uh, basic, but yeah. still pretty entertaining. Even like the clicking of the seat, and yeah. then Darnell just I don't know. It was effective. 
I thought it would have been cool if, like, the tobacco would have came out of his mouth or something. Like, oh, fuck. We haven't got a Darnell voice yet, uh, AJ. <laughs> How did he talk with the fucking tobacco on his head? <laughs> he was like, he was like. <laughs> Putting him on the which, one, which part should I do? I don't know. I, feel, I, I think it might be too late. but No, no, no. It's, no, no, no. We're doing it. He was, he was like. You pull that piece of trash into my shop. No smoking. No doing anything that I don't like. He just said no smoking at one point. In there. Yeah, he got one line. That's he correct. told Christine, no smoking in here. Oh, he doesn't talk like Maybe, that. Maybe, uh, you know, I could give you a few bucks if you were, you know, put toilet paper in the bathroom and, uh... <laughs> Yeah, maybe I even throw in a few bucks. Don't give Eddie too much to cut now. Now, how does he sound in Gremlins 2? In Gremlins 2, he's like, I'm Dracula. No, he sounded like a pleasant old man. No. Yeah, we've, so I said he did look like the vampire in... Uh, just to give context, because Eddie said I won $20. We had a $20 bet going on in the middle of this movie. Yeah, and I was like, that's the that's the vampire from Gremlins too. I just said it wasn't, but so he owes me $20. It's documented. 20 fish fillets. This is for the this is for the lawyers. I think a fish fillet is like 2.19. So it's so it's more $20. like $20. Less ridiculous. It's more like 9 fish fillets. That's too much. So then next, I believe it is Christmas now. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Heidi ho! You can't wait to say that. <laughs> Artie pulls up, he sees Dennis, he's like, Merry Christmas, Dennis. <laughs> hops in. Why is that so making me laugh so much? I don't know. Merry <laughs> Christmas. So I'll show you the video I'm referencing later. Bro, I don't even know what you're referencing, but it's so Like, is that from Gremlins? No, it's from from like a vibe. It's stupid. So then Dennis gets in Arnie's car, and they're just driving on the highway. They're slowly picking, well, not slowly picking up. Fucking Arnie is pounding beers. Yeah, and hitting 90 at this point. Yeah. Uh, Just going through a highway, and uh, he's trying to make Dennis believe that Christine's alive. He's taking his hands off the wheel. They're obviously going around like uh, curves in the road where Christine's obviously staying in line. So he hops into the other uh, reverse line of mm-hmm. traffic. Yeah, playing chicken. Playing chicken with cars coming the opposite. Well, not the opposite, the right way. But he's heading towards the cars. Driving a hundred miles an hour. So this, this like, I, I'm blanking here, but Dennis. Got out of the hospital, but then this is—he's in the—he's after a while. Then he's like, "Oh, yeah. we're, well, he's, he's worried. He's still got uh, oh, yeah. crutches, crutches and some yeah. sort of knee brace thing going on. Yeah, but yeah. he's just worried about Arnie. So he's like, Arnie's like, let's go for a ride. He's yeah, like, all right, man. Yep, yep. Okay. Start calling people shitters, and he's like, "Fucking shitters, try to keep me separated from my Christine." And then, like, rubs his dick on the steering wheel. <laughs> and Dennis, he right away is, like, noticing, like... He's like, why are you letting your dick out in this car? 
he flopped it on the bottom of the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he's Watch me steer with all my he, He's dipping it in the cup holder and just <laughs> okay. smearing it on the air on the air vents and oh man, just. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, Dennis is just kind of realizing Arnie is losing it. He literally is a being. Yeah, and Arnie is looking like a zombie boy. Real pale and just (laughs) sickly. Yeah, and then we jump cut to Arnie in the middle of the school parking lot, scraping into Christine, saying Darnell's garage. No, uh, Dennis. Dennis Yeah, Dennis is scraping into Arnie's car. Darnell's tonight. Now, why doesn't Christine just fucking, like, with her door or something, bash fucking Dennis's brains out? She just lets Dennis scratch? Too many witnesses. Yeah, I suppose. Christine does have that intellect. Yeah. Does she ever go for Dennis at all in the movie? Well, yeah, at the end. Uh, she's, she's more going for Lee, though, Dennis. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's, she's more, you know, she's, she can smell Lee. Because her even, feminine yeah, prowess. When he's being aggressive with the with the bulldozer, is is she's not she's even, still driving towards Lee. Yeah, it's not even. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just like just like the the viewer, Christine had a soft spot for for Denis. Yeah. Or Dennis. Denis, the French. That's, <laughs> just, that's Dennis in France. I just wanted to keep calling him Denis the whole Denny time. Denis is the dude from the room. So. In the final battle, <laughs> we're I Dar- can't argue with that. So. We're in Darnell's garage. Our boy Dennis is riding high in the. He somehow field. knows how to operate a caterpillar, <laughs> even it, though he's like seventeen. They tested it out. For... Are we sure it wasn't a John Deere? It was a caterpillar. Or a cat. Yeah, it was a cat. That's what cat means. Yeah, I know. Caterpillar. But John Deere or a cat? Are we sure? It was a cat. <laughs> you know for a fact. I know for it a looked fact. Look kind of green. It was yellow. Okay. So then Christine is hiding under a bunch of pillows or something. (laughs) (laughs) Who covered Christine? Because honestly, like, she did. Well, we find out Arnie's in the car. At first, we assume Arnie's in the car. This time, it's made abundantly clear that Arnie is in the car. But, like. It's just like sheet metal. At this point, like, Dennis is like, oh, Christine will definitely come. Not sure about Arnie, but Christine will definitely come. And they're like, okay, we're ready. And all of a sudden... go to the office. Yeah, hide in the office, which by no means will protect you. Um, We see lights, and just Christine comes out of a bunch of, like, pieces of wood and foam. Like... Uh, did Arnie do that, or did Christine do that? Or? Well, I think before Lee went into the office, she didn't. What the hell? Didn't she go behind the thing? So when Christine started ramming from both sides, she couldn't get like actually hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lee, and then like he, uh, Dennis was kind of controlling it. Which, what was the purpose there? Just to get Christine's car, like her body, broken up? From just trying to wait, where I don't know what their game plan was. Where what? He's talking about when Lee is trapped by Dennis in the bulldozer between the garage door and the bulldozer. Yeah, can't, and he he was just enough protection when that when Christine was trying to get Lee. She, I think 
I don't think that part was planned, like where Lee was going to be. But the idea was just Lee is bait because Christina really doesn't like Lee. Mm -hmm. And then uh, fucking Dennis is going to roll over her with the fucking caterpillar. Yeah, Dennis has to murder Christine because she doesn't give a fuck about Dennis. And Lee is her only option of murder. Yeah, She's She's like, no, Arnie only fucks me, not you. And then she run. Then she runs to the office, and then that's when they have the little chicken moment. Or it was just kind of. Oh, he runs her over and crushes yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Well, he tries to initially, and she's still alive, and then somehow squeezes out of it and tries again to kill Lee. Am I right, or is that wrong? Yeah. So Lee's just been standing there the whole time. Staring yeah. At she, yeah. She's just face. fucking standing there, like, kill me, kill me. And uh, finally, they get into a situation where finally uh, Dennis gets a good grip on the car and officially rolls over the entire car. You know, it starts, uh, Christine starts playing more doo-wop from the 50s, and eventually the the radio is smashed and the headlights Oh, Arnie died. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, that's in the office. So Christine (laughs) runs into the office trying to kill Lee, and in that process... Fucking Arnie is thrown through the windshield. We don't know why, because Christine could have just put a seatbelt on him. Yeah. And, uh, like... Were seatbelts on cars in those times? Oh, you know, you might be... What was he said, a 58? 57. Yeah, Yeah, and maybe it was, like, a waist... uh, Yeah. I think by that time they did have seatbelts. Okay. Honestly, but you're right. Maybe it just... Maybe there wasn't. Um, But either way, Christine kind of just lets Arnie fly through the windshield... And get a giant piece of her own glass sliced through his entire liver. And uh, he's dead. Uh-huh. And then it becomes a matter of, oh no, Arnie's uh-huh. dead. Well, we gotta kill Christine. Then Dennis rolls over Christine. Uh-huh. And then uh, Omar commented, there's just this weird awkward cut to uh, Christine being compacted into a square. And just a little cube. Not even compact. The cube just thrown. Yeah, they just <laughs> drop it. It just cuts, and then it's just falling from like it's a like, like uh, a okay. claw so, or something. So how didn't in the time between Christine getting smashed by the caterpillar, why didn't she start rebuilding herself before it was put into the compactor? See, and that, but that also makes me think once her vessel is dead, yeah. she's she's almost powerless or just not really. Her well, tires were popping, her radio shut off, yeah. her engine stopped. But, at the end of the movie, there's a there's another, uh, I believe it's... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, who's, who's the singer? Uh, I forget his name, but he... You know, the song is Come On, and uh, they hear this 50s pop song, and they're like, Oh, fuck, Christina's still alive. And it's just a junkyard attendant. He's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> he for? walks by with the boombox. He's like, I got a boombox here. I believe it would be rock and roll because Lee says, I hate the rock and roll. Yeah. I hate rock and roll. Rock like, and Fuck you, Lee. Where do you, where, where are you going to go from there? Anyway, so they play this pot, this, oh, sorry, Eddie. Rock and roll song. And uh, all of a sudden, we start seeing Christine's fender move a little bit, cut to black. So we're led to believe that Christine is still alive. So why didn't she start rebuilding herself after she was mashed? Because they didn't have enough money to keep going. Oh, mm, true. They they couldn't have the same effect from earlier. Yeah, it's it's fun. 
It's a fun ending. I like the ending yeah. a lot. Yeah. I like the whole, you know, the it, it's like the little piece of metal moves, and you're like, bam, rah, 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 rah. yeah, bad to the bone plays again, yep. which is what played at the beginning of the film. Yep. Uh, I think uh, a cool shot too uh, when Christine, when they were in the warehouse, and she was just getting all busted up and crashed. If in the front, in the front of her car, it was it did. It was like so messed up, and it it just looked like a classic drawing of like draw a monster, a car that's like has a monster in it. You know, it yeah. had like those teeth. It looked like teeth and everything, and uh, it was it was pretty cool looking. And then at the end, I, I just thought it was fun. I mean, you can spend time just being like, wait, what happened? How the hell did they? She could have rebuilt herself, but eh, it was fun enough and. Arnie's dead. She didn't have a reason to really. And I and I said to these guys in the book, Arnie's not in the car at the end of the film. It's just Christine. Arnie gets killed um, earlier by Christine because Christine is jealous of Arnie, uh, still in love with Lee. Um, so um, I think you know, and it works in the movie. It's 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 a more dramatic approach. Like oh, he dies right in front of Lee. Because he's possessed, basically, by the car. Yeah, and it it, it, then, it does help, too, with showing how Arnie got messed up, yeah. And just even his look, and he became reckless, and then he, he just kept uh, helping uh, Christine with just accomplishing uh, killing and mm-hmm. stuff, covering her up <laughs> with whatever that shit was. That was, that was comedic, but... This is a, such a simple premise. I mean, you, it has room for forgiveness if it has little silly things. I don't know. Well, like I said, it's, it's like Jaws with a car. It's like <coughs> they don't think anything's wrong. Some people die. The detective's not really sure what's going on. He's not going to make any definitive decisions, just like Jaws. And then, uh, you know, more people die. And finally, you know, some people, in this case, two people. In Jaws, it's three but you know they go on the hunt to kill the car. Mm-hmm. So I mean, familiar plot, diff- different, um, different um, method of doing that. Yeah, I mean, and also people enjoy when something's like possessed by an entity or something and it goes out of whack or yeah. uh, you know, I'm writing a movie about a toaster that's possessed. Uh, didn't they do an animated version of that movie? My, my Little Toaster? Did he say animated? And it's no, but I mean, it's just... It's an I was mostly trying to uh, reference Ghostbusters too, but mm-hmm. I was going to You say, worthless piece of slime! Yeah, I was going to say that I was possessed by like an evil slime. In that movie, Ghostbusters 2, it's hinted at that Egon has slept and fucked with the slime? Mm-hmm. That's why Ghostbusters 2 is... And that's what you connect with. Fucking terrible. All the sexual deviations. Well, in Ghostbuster 1, the fucking ghost gives Dan Aykroyd's character a I know. Anything, anything that's sexual in a movie, you're, you're, you're the encyclopedia of the, the sex scene. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to deny it. It's like... Uh, he runs that website where you can post slurpees. Yeah. Mr. 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 Skin. <laughs> that's what I was thinking where about. <laughs> In this scene in Ghostbusters, a ghost gives a guy a blowjob. Yep. Uh, ratings? Yeah, let's do um out of five. 
Why even say it? I pick something different every time. Uh, yeah, well, I'll just say it for me then. Uh, uh, out of five um, tubs of rain-soaked popcorn. Well, what is it? I'm not gonna go first. Omar, you go first. Oh well, why do you say what you're gonna? Go oh, I'm just saying one? that's what we're that's what we're gonna plan to do. But I know you both, you guys are gonna do something different. I do stars, buddy. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, I'm going. I'm leaning towards uh, a solid four, man. I can't go four and a half or five, but it's it's a solid four for me. I really like it, and then just uh, it, and it's not John Carpenter's best. We can't say that, but it's not. I it, I'm not even saying that as a a negative thing. It's like it's just not. But he's still he's still full blown Carpenter in this with the soundtrack, the the shot, the way the movie looked, the simple concept of it. But you can have fun with this 10 times whether it's you you're just like seeing another carpenter movie just to appreciate him for it but then i also the the old school feeling of it and the coming of age the young kids were pretty cool and then all the them dealing with the older people of the town or the aspects of everything i i enjoyed it i just gotta give it a four that's i'm going with my stomach uh, with my stomach, with my gut, but I I can even say maybe four and a half if I was really like feeling good. But right now I go with four. That's what my gut says. All right, sounds good. Uh, I'll give this three and a half crotch grabs out of five. <laughs> Damn, Moochie. Yeah. Um. You mean Mooney? Cool. <laughs> it was cool. I liked it a lot. I think I don't know. This is Eddie's first time seeing this flick. I think he. I give it a three and a half. Still really good movie rating. I just, I think it's the car, the car, like the idea of a car killing people just <laughs> isn't like clicking with me yet. Uh huh. I feel like if I give this another watch or two, it'll be better. But yeah, right now I'm just like, it's a car and it's killing people. <laughs> so that's all I got really. All right. So three point five for Eddie and four for Omar. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, break the mold here. Bum, 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 and give Christine five stars. Uh, This has always been one of my favorite John Carpenters. Uh, It was one of the first I saw. It pretty much went um, the thing, Christine, Halloween, in terms of the first three John Carpenters I saw. And... um, I like a lot about this movie. I like the performances. I love I love Keith Gordon. Um, the other two, his friends, not so much. But um, Keith Gordon throws in a really good performance. Um, the sound, this this soundtrack for me. Is probably my favorite Carpenter score, mm-hmm. even more than Halloween. Uh, and more than the thing, which wasn't really Halloween by Carpenter. Twenty eighteen or nineteen seventy eight. Nineteen seventy eight. Although the the 2018 is real killer, that might be my second favorite. Isn't the next one called Halloween Real Killer? Halloween, Halloween Kills. Kills. <laughs> eh, you hater. 2049. Blah blah blah. 
Omar's just Omar's Omar's likes and dislikes make like no sense. So I guess to you, but no, like like some he'll be like that's great, and then the exact same movie he'll be like that's terrible. I'm not gonna see. I'm not gonna see the Joker. You just described yourself. Also, I think every movie reviewer is like that. I mean, we. Possibly. Yeah. You got movies you forgive and you fuck with and some you don't. But, I mean, as long as we're not shitting on each other about it, you know. No. I mean, I uh, I can understand why someone would like 2049, but mm-hmm. I just don't. Yeah. Um, totally fine. So the score, again, is, is, is probably my favorite Carpenter score. Um, my mom is, is, is a little bit older, not to put a number on it, but... Um, I grew up listening to this late 50s, early 60s pop music, Mm -hmm. um, doo-wop stuff. And so I really like almost any movie with that. But that combined with the John Carpenter score, the the cool-ass car rebuilding itself, the effects, um, the character actors. um, Yeah, this is one of my top Carpenters. I I give it five stars. Nice. I know this is a, a great movie to introduce kids to horror movies or even like a Halloween because it's a little tame right yeah and but the concept of it I mean anything could be possessed and I, I yeah I'm a little older than you guys but AJ connects with it too where yeah it's a car but it's an old school car and then my I think my favorite thing of the it was that the that the kid felt compelled to restore the car it was almost like a seduction you know the, the, and even the way i was reading the the uh back of the dvd where it's just he did get seduced but almost she needed him to restore him it kind of reminds me and not to put too much of a of thought into it but it kind of reminds me of other obsession movies um like um close Lord to of the rings actually yeah stop interrupting him actually no yeah eddie's got a good point uh lord of the rings definitely with the ring but i I guess my first thought was close encounters of the third kind because richard dreyfus in that movie is all obsessed with when and where the aliens are coming Mm -hmm. and like he believes in that shit and his family thinks he's crazy and he's like building the fucking spot where the aliens are gonna land out of potatoes and his wife's gonna fucking leave him because she thinks he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, the obsession level is on a similar level. So I mean it, it, that that part of the plot that Omar mentioned about being so obsessed with something that you you disregard every other part of your life mm-hmm. is really it, that's the hor- horrifying part of the movie. It's not necessarily that a car is killing people. It's that a guy cares so much about an inanimate object that he's willing to, you know, betray his best friend, um, you know, leave leave his girlfriend, disrespect his parents, you know, blah, blah, blah. My, wasn't Michael Shannon in a movie similar to that one? Like Take Shelter or something like that where he was... Yeah, he believed shelter. a storm was coming. Yeah, and... Uh, mental illness was, ran in his family so he wasn't sure whether he, he was yeah. uh, seeing visions of an apocalypse or or he was like really going crazy and just not yeah shutter island stuff like that yeah but he wasn't really obsessed with anything but you know you just 
Arnie's no, but he had a he had a delusion. Yeah, yeah. And Arnie's delusion was that Christine was a feeling entity, you know, mm-hmm. like it it had emotions. Yeah, they they kind of gloss over the fact that uh, I mean, it's not they don't specify like this is a demon or this is a this this is a that. I mean, the movie starts and then it's just like white car white car oh the red car is that christine you know so but also visually it was great it was great to look at but yeah fun fun film Uh, i thought maybe and this might be included somewhere else but i thought we might talk about um what we love about the halloween season a little Uh bit and this could be included in something else but i just thought now we might just talk about it and then include it somewhere else or even in this episode. It doesn't really matter. But I thought an interesting topic would be what we love about the Halloween season, why we dig it, maybe why we don't dig it, what you know our Halloween f- favorite Halloween flicks are. Hmm. Right now? <laughs> I thought that too. I was like, that be a, that. I think that that's a great idea for the Halloween movie. Okay. Yeah, because we could talk about like the atmosphere of it. Okay. And then we go. Yeah, because sure. I would love to talk about that. All right. Cool. Because even because I didn't really have a childhood with Halloween, and then I didn't really start really getting into Halloween until I was like older. Because Sarah like kind of showed me. You can take it as like a holiday and not like a weird demonic thing or how yeah. some people see it's like of the occult or whatever. You could just take it as like, okay, it's fun. Let's eat candy and watch weird movies. And, yeah. Uh, but this man, Eddie, is falling asleep. Well, now you're going to hell. <laughs> I don't. You I used to go to hell now for a celebration. <laughs> I used to joke with people. I'd be like, and that was because a kid told me that. Uh, and I was like, oh, what are you doing for Halloween? He's like, my mom said, oh, that's the devil's birthday, so I can't, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and so I always joke with people about that. I'm like, oh my, I don't, I'm a celebrate. It's Halloween. like how in Halloween, well, no, this <laughs> is totally unrelated. Birthday. But Donald Pleasant says in Halloween too, he's like, he's like, it's Sam Hain, like where all the evil demons come to Earth, and it's like, it's pronounced Sawin. Like, wouldn't you know that if you're like a studier of Halloween? But he was, he was a bit. He old was old and scarred. Yeah, I get it. I I love uh, that guy. Donald Pleasant. Yeah, Donald Pleasant. <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta close this out. <laughs> This has been Slob Cinema with our second episode in A Very Carpenter Halloween. Today, we talked about the film Christine. Hope you enjoyed it. TTFN.